Welcome to the End Time Manifesto, a podcast dedicated to navigating life's challenges through the Word of God. Come join Eve and Kaylee as they laugh, share stories, and empower you to live your best life. Good morning. This is Eva Jesse with the End Time Manifesto. And this is Kaylee Holt. Um, today, we are embarking upon a new series, and the topic of our series is going to be authenticity. And um, we began to pray into this series about a month ago, um, and we we God gave us a blueprint for this series around that time. And it was very interesting to us. We found out about two weeks ago, the end of November, that Merriam-Webster had labeled authenticity the word of the year for 2023 because it was one of the most um, looked up words of the year, which I find is incredible. Um, And so what is authenticity and what does it look like? So authenticity is just um, defined as being what is claimed. Yeah. Right. Right. So it is having an actual account of something or being what is claimed. So to be authentic, you have to say, I am what I say I am and I do what I say I do. I think that's the biggest factor in especially human authenticity is yeah. that you have to be who you say you are and you have to do what you say you do. Yeah, absolutely. Psychology would define it as acting in a manner that you really feel, that reflects how you really feel. That's what psychology would view it. Um, Ralph Waldo Emerson actually spoke of this in a quote. He said, to be yourself in a world that is constantly trying to make you something else is the greatest accomplishment. And so authenticity has its root in a genre of positive psychology. And it's really just the art of being real. And authenticity sells. Um, We looked at, I did some research on it, and 88% of the success or failure of a company is based on its root in authenticity. Um, People will come back to purchase what they believe is real. And I think more importantly, we are in a time and a culture where we are surrounded by AI. We've got these these video games where they're like spoofing these people and sending hoaxes, sending the police to their house. We've got people calling on the phone saying that they're the national police department and they need donations. Like there is so much copycat, fake things in the world, scams that people are just craving reality. Not, not a false narrative, not smoke and mirrors, but just the raw reality and authenticity not only sells but authenticity also draws. Absolutely. So I think one of the biggest things that we've talked about is just being authentic to yourself, but in a way that's not this false authenticity that the world promotes. Right. So the world's promoting, you know, live out your truth and your truth is what matters. And if you're happy and you have your truth, 
like nothing else is important. And we know that's not true because the truth is the word of God. So living your way in a, living your life in a way that is authentic to the word of God yeah. and to yourself so that you you walk out your your spiritual walk in a way that you you are upfront. I do fail. I do sin. I do fall short of the glory of God. But that's not my end. God still do, does stuff through me. God still uses me. God still has a purpose for me. And I'm not ashamed of any part of it. Because the failures, the mistakes, and the successes and accomplishments all total up to what God's called me to do. Yeah. Yeah. And I think... Um... I know in my life, I've struggled to understand authenticity because I just am real. I've always been real. I've never faked the funk. I've never, tr- like I tell you all, I'm, I'm never a chameleon. I never try to wear a mask. I never tried to blend in. And, and I think that I operate in a very strong spirit of authenticity, always have, always will, sometimes to my detriment. Um, but that's just the way I've been. But authenticity is unique in that it is different for different people. And it is a process of evolving. What's authentic to us now may not be what was authentic to us 20 years ago. Yeah. Because we grow, we evolve, we change. Um, there is a scripture that is in the Bible that... Um, I wanted to talk about because as I began to seek this out and I began to ask the Lord, show me in the Bible authenticity. Show me what that looks like in the Bible. And he took me to Mark chapter nine. Um, then one in the crowd answered and said, teacher, I brought you my son who has a mute spirit. And whenever it seizes him, it throws him down. He foams at the mouth, gnashes his teeth and becomes rigid. So I spoke to your disciples that they should cast it out, but they couldn't. And so the story goes on to say, oh my, you know, how long I got to deal with you guys, bring him to me. And they brought him to him and he immediately cast the spirit out of him. The kid convulsed, fell at the ground, wallowed, foaming at the mouth. And he asked his father, how long has this been happening? And he said, from childhood. And he often has, and often he has thrown him both into the fire and into the water to destroy him. But if you can do anything, have compassion on us and help us. And so Jesus, so that we've got this, a picture of this father who is desperate. This, this demonic spirit, however you believe, um, has brought this, this baby to him and Whenever this thing seizes him, it it knocks him to the ground, it throws him into the fire, and it's working overtime to destroy this kid. And he's had it since he, he was a little bitty kid. And so Jesus said, if you can believe, all things are possible to him who believes. And this guy in his authenticity responds. The father of the child cried out and said with tears, Lord, I believe but help my unbelief. Mm-hmm. And I thought, oh my God, this, this is a guy who in his heart, he really believed that God could do it. He, he, he had seen Jesus walking. I'm sure he, in those days, he had heard the stories. Otherwise he wouldn't have even brought the child. So for him to, to know, to bring the child is a prerequisite that he already had heard something about, about this 
this Nazarene who was going around performing all these miracles. So he had some sort of foresight to know something's going to happen whenever I get there. And I've got to bring this baby. I've got to bring this boy. And so he brings him there. And the, the prerequisite for getting him healed was just believe. And I have a saying in my own personal life. And my own pastors gave me insight into this. And I've learned to say, I think I'm right, but I could be wrong. Yeah. Like in my spirit, in every fiber of my being, I think I could, I think I'm right, but I'm humble enough and know that I don't know it all, that I could be wrong. So this man basically stands up and he says, Lord, I do believe, but help my unbelief, meaning I'm I'm humble of, enough to know I may not have all the faith that it takes to gather up a mustard seed. And I'm going to be real with you about it. And I'm asking you, help me in my unbelief. Absolutely. Because, and, and, it, and it's biblical. We, we only, God says, if you have faith of a mustard seed, you can say to the mountain, be thou removed and cast into the sea and it will. But... There are so many people who don't have mustard seed faith. Yeah. It, it, whether you're an unbeliever or you're a Christian who's backslid or you're just not in your word as much as you need to be. Mm-hmm. It, so many things can skew you from seeing your faith first. Yeah. And so just being honest and saying, Lord, here I am. I, I believe I am putting every bit of faith I've got with this. But I know my faith not be, might not be enough. So I'm asking you to give me the faith to believe wholeheartedly. Mm-hmm. And being authentic enough to say, my faith isn't always where it's supposed to be. Yeah. But I am just going to determine to be real about it. Because the people who lied in the Bible, I mean, even we were, we were talking about Ananias and Sapphira. Yeah. Like they lied and immediately dropped dead. Granted, it was over a different thing, but, you know, there's a holiness that comes when you're in the presence of God. I can imagine if you are walking hand in hand with Jesus as well, there's a holiness that's present. Mm-hmm. And so you, ha- you have to be real. You have to be authentic because the presence of God demands the real raw and cut version of you. It so does. So that he can change you, so that he can work through you, so that he can use you. And by by walking in our authenticity, it draws people to us because people are captivated by you think about this. If you take one person and you set them in the middle of Times Square and you turn on some worship music and or like King David. He, he was so excited about God moving for him that the Bible says that he went to dance him before the Lord. And people around him looked at his situation, looked at him dancing before the Lord, even danced clean out of his clothes. And I'm sure people had something to say about it. But you know what? It attracted attention. So there is something, there is a law with, with authenticity that when you are real, it will attract attention. It will put you in places 
that you couldn't even, you couldn't dare to dream of. Our messes, and by being authentic and not being ashamed to being, to being able to admit, I, I didn't have a great day. I, I missed it here. My, my marriage may not look like my marriage should look like right now. I may be tore up from the floor up, but I'm still pursuing God and I'm still getting better. By being real, it provokes people around us to be real. People have a propensity to only share highlight reels of their life. We talked about that with yeah. social media. They want to share, you know, you know, I know that your dad um, has said, Lord have mercy, if that girl got in a car wreck or something, you would never, they would never be able to identify her because her profile picture is so AI'd that you, you could, it doesn't even remotely resemble the, the girl real thing in person. And so I think that we are, we are doing ourselves and we are doing society a great disservice because at its basis, authenticity is what makes us salt and light in the earth. It is what gives us our flavor. It's what separates us. It's what singles us out. It's what makes us unique, just like a fingerprint. When we walk in our authenticity, we walk to an audience of one, completely transparent, and that opens the door because not only does that level of transparency and vulnerability and authenticity attract those around us, but it also attracts a move of the Holy Spirit in our lives. Absolutely. And I think that one of the things that really stands out about, about being authentic is just that so many people are stuck trying to be mm -hmm. like this person and like this person and like this person or fit in here or look a certain way or just be influenced by different things. But at the heart of God's plan for your life is that he wants to do something different in you yeah. than in anybody else. Mm -hmm. Because before you even formed in your mother's womb, he created you. He knit you together. He knew your name. He had a plan and he had a purpose for you, a future and a hope to prosper you. He he didn't he didn't create you to be the fourth Saul. He didn't create you to be like everybody else. Jennifer Lawrence or yeah. anybody else. Like you're not going to get anywhere in your faith walk either if you're trying to be like everybody else if you're trying to be the next priscilla shire the next joyce meyer those are great people to listen to and they have a lot of divine wisdom that they have pressed through their faith walk to get yeah but what god's going to do in you doesn't always look like what he's going to do in everybody else mm -hmm. and just being mindful that if he was just conscious enough and and meticulous enough to give you your own fingerprint he's got your own walk yeah he's got a whole different thing and you can spend your life being a second rate impersonation of somebody else mm -hmm. or you can be a first rate version of yourself mm -hmm. and it's like i've told you all since y'all were children um i think i've always been keenly aware that God gave you all to me to raise up and to train for, 
to be an end time generation and to be end time warriors. And I've always been very keenly aware of that and very mindful of that. And one of the things that I've told you all um, in good seasons and in challenging seasons of your life is that the world is waiting on you to arise, on you to come into your destiny and to fulfill the call of God on your life, because only you can fulfill your call. And think about it. How many countless hundreds of thousands of millions of people have died and never fulfilled the call of God on their life, which is the most authentic thing that we could accomplish in this world? That That is the whole purpose of our being on this earth is to know that we are in the world, but not of the world, because we are from another kingdom. Absolutely. We are here to be salt and light. We are here to form a path, pioneer new roads, and and we get to go through this sometimes ugly process of evolving. And And some of our listeners may be out there thinking, but what if I don't even know who I am? Then you go to the Word, because... God has already given us the word of God. He has already given us a way to find the things that he says about us. And what better place to find out who am I than by the person who made you? God is the creator. He made each and every one of us. And he was calculated enough that he gave us the word of God to be a lamp to our feet and a light to our path and tell us the things about us. Tell us who we are. Tell us that we are overcomers, that we already have the victory, that we are loved because he first loved us, and everything else that his word reveals to us about who we are. You know, one of the biggest things, and this is not a new subject to me either because, you know, we had talked about it when we started the podcast and how you know, we felt like God was going to be leading us in this area, but it's been a draw for me to find authentic or authenticity in my life as well and encourage others because it's something I've so struggled with because I've had the desire to be authentic and I've never succumbed to peer pressure, but I've always wanted to fit in. I've always wanted to, you know, not be bullied or, you know, just be one of the people who were in, uh, in the in crowd. And, you know, it was just a couple years ago, I sat the girls down and we had our defined Bible study where we looked to the word and we said, God, what does your word say about us? What does the word of God reveal about who we are? Because you can't be authentic if you don't know who you are. Mm -hmm. And so just being mindful that if there's something that you're struggling with, nine times out of 10, it's going to come in the word. Mm -hmm. And even most times, it's in, like, the black and white, or it's in the red. It's it's verbatim. You're called to be love. You're called to forgive. You're called to be an overcomer. Those are in plain English. You don't have to try to decipher the mysteries of heaven to read, I'm an overcomer. And I think sometimes, going back, and I know I talk about this quite a little bit, but we can't confuse our who with our do. Um, who we are as individuals is paramount to to being authentic 
It's those characteristics that we have. And we're not all created the same. And there is a level of uncomfortability and vulnerability that comes with being authentic. Because when you're authentic, you live a life of transparency. Now, that doesn't mean that everybody needs to be in your business. That doesn't mean that by being transparent, that doesn't mean that that gives you, you the, tell the right yeah that gives you the everything right thing at yeah. time yeah like we we're not advocating that but being transparent is just living your life in a way that you're not suppressing who you are that you're not suppressing your ideas and your dreams and the visions that god has for you um but there's a level of vulnerability that comes with that because when you step out in a world of such false reality and artificial intelligence, authenticity will make you front and center. It will bring you to the front of the crowd and it will bring attention to you. And so as you're living authentically, um, you have to be vulnerable in your walk because it's going to put a light on you. It's going to put a target on you. The enemy doesn't want you. The enemy is the author and finisher of imposter. Like he's the ultimate imposter. And I don't think it's any coincidence that he has worked overtime to pollute every single thing that God has done. You know, for light, he created, there was darkness for for day there was night for heaven there was hell for forgiveness there was sin like he has worked overtime to become an imposter and he is the great imposter of our culture and look at all the areas that he has tried to suck the life out of us and tried to make us blend in with the crowd versus stand up and be counted in who we are. And we have a nation. On top of that, just in our personal lives, we have an obligation to be authentic. But we have a nation on the precipice of just almost civil war because we've got the the church against the homosexuals we've got um the americans versus all those people crossing on the borders like there is so much chaos and destruction in our society today that it's crazy absolutely and i think that a lot of it too is just because there are so many people who have their identity skewed and because your identity is skewed you you have no clue who you are, so you, you have no clue what you're called to do. So then everyone just links up their their faith, or if they don't feel like they believe in God, they don't feel like they have faith, they link up their energy or, you know, whatever else they want to call it, supporting other causes that don't support their cause, the cause that God's given them. And put on the inside of them. And so then everyone's seeking to fill this void of who am I? What am I called to do? What's the purpose? Why am I here? What do I want to do with my life? And they fill it again with Satan's plan because he's the father of all lies. Mm -hmm. And he is always there to bring comparison. And he's always there to bring condemnation. And in your weakest moments when 
you're just on the cusp of breakthrough, but you're trying to figure out what's the next step. He comes in to steal, kill, and destroy. Yeah. And if you're not living authentically as who God created you to be in success, walking in the word, you'll fall victim to that trap every time. And you build your house on sinking sand. Yeah. Because the enemy will come in and he will tell you everything you're not. And he will tell you everything you don't have. And he will tell you everything that's going wrong. And that all hope is lost. And because people aren't authentic. And because people aren't pursuing God's word. As as God's purpose for them to. They fall victim to that trap every time. And then get confused when things aren't going their way mm-hmm. or it always seems like there's something coming up and there's always something bad happening and I never have any good luck or, you know, yada, yada, yada. And so then it becomes this, well, I'm just going to do what makes me happy. I'm mm-hmm. just going to do what fits in, what causes the least amount of chaos resistance. in my life, resistance, what gets me persecuted the least. And at the end of the day, you let society mold you. Mm-hmm. And you let your fears mold you and your hurts and your wounds and all these things that have happened to you or all these people who have been in your path for your life and you let them dictate who you are and you become an inauthentic version of yourself. Yeah. Um, and authentic- authenticity matters to God. He says, I am the way, I am the truth, and I'm the light. It is who he is. He wants us to be authentic. And how sad to live, you know, 70, 80 years on this earth and never have reached your full, your, your full potential, never have an impact, never have accomplished. I know people, we work in healthcare. We see people at their worst every day of the week. Nobody has ever said to us, oh my God, I would never change anything in my life. My life was so great. Nobody ever says that mm-hmm. in their last moments. They always say, I wish I'd have done this differently. Yeah. If I could go back, I would change this. So I think that authenticity is important in December because we're gearing up for 2024. And in 2024, we're all going to have a manifesto. That may not be what you call it, but that's what we're all going to be doing. Mm-hmm. We've all got these grandeur ideas about what we're going to do, what we want to accomplish, what kind of transformation we want to oversee. And I feel like this is, this podcast series is God's way of saying, I want you to have a manifesto, but this year I want you to be authentic in your manifesto. Yeah. I want you to be real. I want you to be real about it. And I want you to get down to what's important. And so I don't feel like it's a coincidence that authenticity is the topic for December because I feel like it's going to gear us up so that when we hit January, we know we've got a roadmap. We've got a battle plan. We know where we're going. We know that we are going to give it all we have. We're going to put our best foot forward, but we're running with a vision. Because we're operating from the onset in spirit and in truth. That's good, yeah. And I think one of the most important things about it, too, is just that 
you can't set forth to do something without having a vision. You have to have a vision. Yeah. And it's important for your vision to be clear. Mm-hmm. So these things, they're not always the most easy topics to talk about. You know, some of the things that we've talked about, whether that's been enemies of a manifesto or why you should have your own or how, why it's important for you to be true to who God's created you to be. They're not always comfortable conversations because they call to action. Yeah. They, they, they hold a level of accountability. They set a plumb line. There is a plumb line that's set. And it's one of those things where the Bible even tells us, be ye cold or hot, but do not be lukewarm. Mm-hmm. So you have to decide, am I living the life God's called me to live? Or am I not? Because God doesn't appreciate it when you fake the funk. Mm-hmm. And he will say, I never knew you. Mm-hmm. You you say you perform miracles in my name. You say you did signs and wonders and you did it for, for me, but I never knew you. Mm-hmm. And so it's so incredibly important to be authentic because when you are and when you're you're real, you can come to God and you can say, Lord, I've messed up. Lord, I, here I am. I am not doing everything I'm called to do. But there's there's grace that comes when you surrender and you put it all at the foot of the cross and you say, this is the real, this is, this is where I'm at. Mm-hmm. And God can meet you in the mess and he can turn it into a message. And there's no point in faking the fun. No. Because he, because already, he knows. already knows. He already knows. Like we are not a shock to God. No. That may be revelation for some of our listeners out there. He knew you were going to go through that divorce. He knew that you were going to steal that bottle of perfume at the counter. He knew that you were going to um, get into the wrong relationship, into the wrong relationship. Like he knew that he knows our end from the beginning and he's not expecting us to be perfect. He's expecting us to be available and to be present and to be mindful of his presence in our life. And that is one of the most rawest, realest things that we can do. That's why he says, come as you are. Come as you are. If you will just come as you are, I can handle he will it all. Not leave you unchanged. Yeah. All he's looking for is It'll a be. willing vessel. Somebody who will just lay at the feet of Jesus because he will turn your mess into a message and your test into a testimony. But you've got to be willing and obedient. Absolutely. And you've got to be raw. And you've got to bring it to him. And you got to be real about it. Because he already knows. Absolutely. And I think we get it in our in our mindset that, oh, I can hide it from my mom. I can hide it from my friends. I can I can hide it from everybody. But you can't hide it from God. He because he does already know. And he's right there with you. And he yeah. walked through it with you. And he's seen you walk through things he never wanted you to walk through. Mm-hmm. And so trying to hide things from God is futile. He already knows. He's already aware. He just wants you to lay it down. Mm-hmm. And let him come in and let him take care of the situation. Let him be the guiding force of your life. Let him be the still small voice. And it's it's no coincidence that when um, in the Bible, I can't remember right off the top, but was it Elijah? Was asking him, how do I know it's you, God? I, I can't remember who it was. Um, but in the Bible, they ask 
um, God, how do I know it's you? And he comes as a rushing wind. And they're like, that's not God. And he comes as um, a thunder from heaven. They're like, that's not God. And then he comes as a still small voice. And they're like, that's God. Yeah. And it's it's no wonder that God can come in all these big, come in in your life in all these big monumental ways. But he chooses to come to us. In a still small voice. Yeah. Um, what I feel like the Holy Spirit um, is telling me in closing today, we're going to close out the podcast today. Um, I feel like there's people out there that maybe are going to listen to this podcast that are in a situation where they're like, when I get it, I can't come to Jesus like I am. Once I get some things cleaned up, once I put down the, the alcohol, once I lay down the cigarettes, once I lay down the drugs, once I get through this divorce, once I raise these teenagers, I'll dedicate my life to the Lord. And, you know, the Bible says nobody knows the day, the time, or the hour. We, we are not guaranteed tomorrow. Yeah. The thief comes in the middle of the night, just like the Bible says, to keep your lampstands filled with oil. But I believe that there are people out there that have neglected their relationship with, with the Lord and have not surrendered their lives to the Lord because they don't feel worthy. Yeah. They don't feel like their life matters. They don't feel like they have anything to give. And that is the mess. That's the greatest message of the cross. The greatest message of the cross, the word says that while we were yet sinners, he died for us. So while you're going through the divorce, while you're sitting there with the needle in your arm, while you're out cussing, smoking, joking, fussing, he died while you were in that mess. And he doesn't expect you to get it all together before you come to him. He's expecting that you just invite him into your mess, that you just receive him today as Lord and Savior. And so what I want to do is I just want to pray a really quick prayer for some of our listeners out there. And if, if you're the person I'm talking to, I encourage you to go to our website, www.theendtimemanifesto.com. Drop us an email. Let us know it was you so we can continue to lift you up and pray for you and, and do whatever we can to help you with any resources. Um, but I just want to pray for you today. And if you'll repeat this prayer after me, I believe God's going to do something phenomenal in your life today. So just repeat after me. Father God, I invite you to come into my life. I ask you to take the wheel. I know that I've not always made the best decisions. And I know that I've made my mistakes. But I receive the blood of Jesus Christ and the substitution at Calvary. And I believe that today I'm a new creation. Old things have passed away and all things have become new. And I receive you in my life as my Lord and Savior. If that's you today, we encourage you to get a hold of us, contact us, and we just want to encourage you through December to just begin focusing on authenticity. 
dance like nobody's watching. You know, you hear that song, that that adage, and it's so overrated. But honestly, that's what authenticity is. It's just dancing like nobody's watching. It's it's having fun, enjoying our life, being who we're called to be, and not being pulled by the world's straw. Absolutely. And we just want to thank you guys for, for listening in with us today. You know, we are here as an encouragement, as a ministry to you all. You know, this ministers to us as well. And so if you have any comments, concerns, or, you know, topics that you need us to cover or questions that you have that no one else you feel like can answer, definitely reach out to us. We want to walk with you through some of these things. We are on our own journey to being the most authentic version of ourselves for the glory of God. And so don't be, don't be afraid to get someone in your boat. Don't be afraid to live authentically because when you do it, you spur others to do it as well. Amen. We'll see you next time. We have reached the end of today's show. Thank you for allowing us to share part of your day. If our conversation has inspired you or stirred your faith, why don't you drop us a line and let us know how we can pray for you. You can find us on all social media platforms at The End Time Manifesto. Be sure to subscribe to stay up to date on content and don't forget to leave us a review. Godspeed until we meet again next week.